is the Go Blue Crew. Tyler, we're going to switch a few things up. First and foremost, I'm leading the show because it's about time that I take over the reins. Not because you're horrible, just because it's time for a change. We like to do this every once in a while. And secondly, it's good to switch it up. It's good to switch it up. I don't want to talk about football at all. We obviously have a, a bowl game that can be talked about, but I would like to talk about Michigan hoops. You cool with that? I'm definitely cool with that. I don't want to talk about football right now. I think that hoops is, is where we should where we should focus just because of uh, what we've seen on the court lately. I am really impressed uh, with the last three outings from Michigan. Uh, obviously, beating Detroit Mercy on a neutral court is super impressive. I mean, doing so in a, a big fashion is great. But that win on the road at Texas, two years in a row, Michigan to beat Texas, and, and the overtime win at home, uh, great crowd against UCLA. I was at that game. Those are two things that uh, really stick out for me. Uh, and they follow up uh, a couple of things that, that also stick out on the negative side. So what I'm looking at is you've got a, a loss to North Carolina that was bad. You've got a, a loss to Ohio State that was really bad, but you found a way to to kind of pick it back up, uh, put some good basketball on the court, and, and beat two uh, teams that will definitely be in the tournament come the end of the year. So just Give me your initial thoughts on how this season's gone and if you think that the Wolverines are trending upwards in terms of uh, as the season rolls on here. No doubt they're trending upward. And it seems like every year we kind of go through the same cycle where stuff happens against like uh, North Carolina, Ohio State, I suppose that third loss LSU. um, You know, some people might try to pick at that. I'm not going to try to do that. But every year we say, gosh, this team, you know, I don't think John Beeline's doing everything he can to uh, make this program top notch and doesn't get any five stars. None of the big names out there going to Michigan. And then time and time again, uh, we we end up having to shut up at some point in the season. And as of now, I think most people are are learning that it's it's time to just shut up and let you be proved wrong by John Beeline once again, because I'm certainly not going to worry about it. And I think most people are getting to the point where they realize, Hey, this isn't worth worrying about. John Beeline is going to turn this team around. It's just a matter of time. This happens every year and it's happening relatively early this year. It seems like. Yeah. I've never been one to worry too much. Obviously as the schedule gets into February and March, if the product still doesn't look great, which it has in a couple of John Beeline's years, uh, then I'll start to worry. But if Michigan loses to UCLA and Texas, uh, I think I'd be a lot more worried. Like I said, those losses weren't great, but you can maybe pull a couple of positive things against Ohio State an awesome first half and probably the, the, the also the worst half of basketball they've played in that second half, North Carolina, they really had it going there early. Uh, North Carolina didn't stop scoring. Uh, whereas Michigan did, uh, until North Carolina pulled starters at the end and they made the, the gap a little bit, uh, more attractive, I guess, if you're looking at it in terms of a score standpoint, but that was a 30-point blowout if if North Carolina starters stay in. Uh, UCLA, what a good environment that was. I think that was really a big moment in, in Michigan basketball this year just because it was a early December game against a, uh, a non-conference opponent after playing a couple of Big Ten games. So that really sticks out in the schedule as uh, a big win in front of a home crowd and then proving that you're legit and doing it a couple of days later on the road at Texas uh, impressive to me as well. You've got a couple of games coming up, Alabama A&M, Jacksonville to end the 2017 season or part of the season. Uh, 
unless they lose one of those games, really nothing to to focus on. These are two teams that they should obviously beat. Uh, and then you get into Big Ten play, which will which will make things really interesting. You've got Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, and Michigan State to start off the the month of January. So a lot to look forward to. Before we focus on 2018 Michigan basketball, who have you been most impressed with this year so far? I think it's probably. See, I, I want to say Charles Matthews, but I think I'm going to have to go with Poole. I think he's been really freaking good. And um, it's, it's one of those things where you, because he's a freshman, you're not sure entirely what to expect. And he comes in and he doesn't really play like a freshman, does he? He, he looks like somebody who's been doing it for a while at this level, has a good composure about him. And uh, he's able to to run the offense pretty well. So that's who I've been most impressed by. I've been impressed with Charles Matthews. There have been times where either he's gone cold or, or taken a lot of uh, maybe questionable shots, but uh, he always finds a way to make some big plays. I think of UCLA when Michigan overcame a 15-point deficit. He could not buy a free throw, uh, but had some pretty clutch baskets late in the game, including in overtime. So he has been able to make up for kind of the poor performances he's had. And overall, obviously a really good player uh, panning out to be exactly who we want him to be. And, and obviously I think the coaches are, have been happy with him overall. I'm going to go with uh, Xavier Simpson. Uh, yeah. Now Xavier Simpson said Xavier Simpson. That's been a little bit uh, taking a little bit to get used to that. But I think what he showed uh against UCLA and again, uh, a defensive force against Texas. Uh, that's been impressive to me, uh, a guy who hadn't been starting uh, and is looking to earn that starting role. I think of a, a young Derek Walton. I was watching some 2014 games, a couple of 2013 games the other day, and just seeing a young Derek Walton back up Trey Burke and then and then take over that role as a sophomore uh, and then obviously turned into be a, a really, really good player uh, last season especially really kind of turned it on and was the go-to guy for Michigan I don't expect Xavier Simpson to to be a Derek Walton this year but if he's coming off the bench or if he ends up starting uh, games in the Big Ten conference play I expect him to to do his job and I think that if everybody on this Michigan team does their job including John Teske who I've also been impressed with uh, in in his ability to back up Mo Wagner. Uh, hopefully you keep Mo Wagner on the court other when other than when he needs his rest. But Teske's come in and, and provided some decent minutes, obviously with Wagner out against Detroit Mercy. Uh, he put up a career high of minutes and points. And so I look for a guy like that to also steadily improve. But I'm impressed overall. I think like you talked about, when we have uh, John Beeline's teams, they usually start kind of slow or, or don't have enough opponents early on, like maybe a Michigan State does, to where you can really evaluate where they're going to be. Uh, when you can get two big wins uh, like they have recently, I think that gives you a lot of confidence going into the Big Ten season. So let's go there. Do you think that this is a, a top three team in the Big Ten this year? Okay, before I answer that, I, I, got, my, I got my freshman mixed up. Eli Brooks has been who's uh, been most impressive to me. Jordan Poole has also been impressive, but I, I, I guess when I said something like running the offense really well, you probably were like, huh, is Jordan Poole running the offense? No, he's not. It's Eli Brooks. That's who I've been most impressed with. I just got my freshman mixed up. So to your question, is Michigan a top three team of the Big Ten? Right now, right now, I, I think I'd have to say no, but by the end of the season, I think they will be a top three team. 
you know, it seems like Michigan State's probably you know going to own that top spot unless they fall off in a big way. But for the time being, I just I don't see Michigan up that high quite yet. But it's nothing I'm worried about. I, th- I think they'll eventually get there. Yeah, so I think they'll finish right around that third spot if uh, they keep playing like they have shown in, in the in the wins over Texas and North Carolina. But I mean. I would say Michigan State's probably a lock for that top spot. They're going to lose a couple of games here and there. I'm sure uh, every good team does nowadays in college basketball just because the the competition is so heavy. Big Ten uh, seems to be a good conference in basketball, even though they did get rolled in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. But you've got teams like Purdue and Ohio State, Maryland, Minnesota playing good basketball. Penn State still only has three losses on the season. Uh, And a lot of teams, right, obviously early in conference season, most of them are at that one and one. And, and I would say when you get in mid January, I don't think teams separate themselves yet at that point, but I think you'll kind of see the chaos start. And so when I look at, at Michigan's schedule and you start out at Iowa, uh, we know that it's a very tough place to play when you want to play them in football. Uh, they obviously still bring out people for basketball games. Uh, you're home against Illinois, you're home against Purdue, and then you're at Michigan state that is a huge stretch in the first 13 days of January where I think you're going to learn a lot about this Michigan team. Uh, if the team consistently shows up in the same ways, if they're going to have shooting struggles, uh, if they can continue to be as good on defense as they showed, I think we'll learn a lot in those first 13 days. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Because this is, this is a stretch of basketball where you, we tend to overanalyze it in my opinion, but it, it is somewhere where you can learn a lot about, in this case, your favorite team, because you're you're uh, running into lots of games and bunches, it seems like, around this time. The Big Ten schedule is a little different this year, where they're like leaving that week gap between the, the Big Ten tournament and Selection Sunday. That is correct, right? That is this year. Yes. Okay. Yep. I didn't think I was making that up. It sounded right. Uh, back to back against Purdue and Michigan State, that's going to be a really fun one. And January 9th and January 13th, that's a Tuesday, Saturday. So I'll be looking forward to that one. Um, one thing I want to point out, though, is that we're, we're all kind of falling off the Wisconsin hype train that's kind of been going on for years at this point. I mean, they're 0 4 against AP top 25 teams. Nobody else in the Big Ten has played for AP top 25 teams. So, you know, certainly Wisconsin isn't what we're used to seeing. And I'm not saying they're going to have this mega resurgence and be a force in the Big Ten by the end of it. But it's a team that I I, I wouldn't look past. Wisconsin is just one of those teams where you're never quite comfortable playing them. And this year is not going to be much different for me. I mean, I'm still going to be looking at this as like a regular old Wisconsin. They're going to have a a clutch shooter and they're going to have an effective big man. You know, like that kind of thing is still in my head. So I just wanted to throw throw that out there about the Badgers. Yeah, and you're you're completely right with that because Michigan has, I think, I just counted 11 Big Ten games before they faced the Badgers on the road, a very tough place to play. Uh, Ohio State beat them by a lot uh, in their first visit to, to Madison this year, uh, but that Wisconsin team also has 
uh, 11 to 13 games until that point where they can really figure themselves out, get some positive momentum going into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, if they don't pick it up soon, uh, they're obviously in question of making the tournament, but I think they'll figure something out. I think they'll just improve as the season goes on. And all of a sudden, that Wisconsin game on February 11th, uh, near the end of the, the Big Ten season, becomes one that is is tougher than maybe we're thinking it will be right now. Uh, I will say that any team in the Big Ten uh, probably has the chance to beat any other team in the Big Ten just because of how the game of basketball works. Uh, and there are teams that can shoot 20% from the floor and, and their opponent can shoot 60. Uh, you get down 15, 20 points in the first half, it's really hard to come back. And so you look at that first stretch and you say, okay, there's two teams that Michigan should beat in Iowa and Illinois. Uh, you think that they have the ability to beat a Purdue and Michigan State, but would probably give the advantage to those two teams respectively. And then you've got a lot of games Again, three games in a row that should be wins until you then travel on the road against Purdue. So Michigan really needs to, as every season is the case, win the games that they're expected to win uh, and really avoid those bad losses. One, because it helps them uh, in their position in the tournament and getting into the NCAA tournament. And two, just because when you can win the games you're supposed to, it gives you that much more confidence when you head into kind of these bigger tier matchups with the Purdue's MSU's uh, another game against Ohio state who, who looks like they could be a really good team. They kind of fell off for a couple of years there and I expect them to, to continue to get better as well. And then you, then you have Minnesota uh, Northwestern who can prove to beat teams year after year. It's just tough basketball. And a lot of people that are writing the big 10 off is not as, not as challenging as maybe uh, a few years previous, but I would say that this is going to be a grind for maybe every team except for Michigan State this year in the Big Ten. One thing that I think will be interesting, and I'm looking ahead way farther than I probably should, but uh, four of Michigan's last six games are on the road, and that's at Northwestern, at Wisconsin, and then home against Iowa and Ohio State, and then on the road against Penn State and Maryland. Maryland, Wisconsin, Northwestern, those are going to be three pretty tough places to play, especially at this point in the season where you know perhaps uh all three of these teams might be fighting for a a spot in the NCAA tournament and who knows maybe that's Michigan at that point too uh, on the bubble trying to get in that's going to be a that could be a a season defining stretch at the end where you know you got to go on the road and possibly win two or three even as well as taking care of business against Iowa and Ohio State so I know I'm looking way ahead, but I can just see a situation where we're getting down into, you know, it's February and we're looking at this stretch of games and thinking, oh my gosh, like they, they got to do something big here. And four of your final six on the road is definitely not ideal. So looking ahead and focusing just on Big Ten play here as, as the new year comes around, obviously, like I mentioned, Michigan should uh, easily win the next two matchups, kind of tune up games uh, over the holiday break. Uh, as, as the students are off by now, give me three guys and you can mention uh, the same guys as before. Give me three guys that you really think will kind of take over and lead Michigan the most consistently on a game to game basis. Okay. I got to look at Wagner first. I think Mo Wagner is somebody who not only needs to do this kind of thing, but he's done it before. You know, it's not a stretch to say that Mo Wagner can carry your team because he's done it in the past. So he's got to be my first choice. I think Abdul Rahman 
has to be up there. He's somebody who can go out and get a bucket. Not the most athletic guy on the team. I think that has to go to Charles Matthews. But in terms of just, you know, putting your head down, going to get a bucket, got to be Mar, in my opinion. The number three is a toss-up. I mean, there, there are a few players who I think need to do this sort of thing. Uh, Eli Brooks, perhaps. Maybe it's Matthews. Uh, maybe it's even you know Xavier Simpson who who's been playing incredible defense lately. It reminds me of like like Trey Burke clutch defense kind of stuff. That's how good he's been. I I honestly I don't know who to give that third spot to, but I think those first two are pretty much locks. You know you gotta you gotta see them step up in big ways. So I'm gonna go with with Mo Wagner to lead just because I think a lot of things will will go through him during the the Big Ten season. Obviously, there's going to be teams that have some some other big men. I think of a Nick Ward or a Miles Bridges who can play both inside and outside. Some people that can cause Mo Wagner some problems uh, in terms of his defense ability. But I think as he uh, is trying to, to make it to the NBA, I think that not only for his career, but for Michigan's sake, he's going to have to play big night in and night out and if he doesn't then someone obviously needs to step up I think for my second player I'm gonna go with Duncan Robinson Uh, I like I like Mar as the option I know you mentioned him he's more of a guy that I think will find a way to consistently contribute I'll say the same for Charles Matthews obviously still new to the program but Charles Matthews and Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman are two guys that I just expect to be uh, consistent and so I would say I'd go with Duncan Robinson because he has been more hit and miss than, than really anyone else on this roster. Sometimes he'll be on fire and he can't miss. And there's other times where he gets two shots up. And so when I look at a team that seems to struggle from the line, Duncan Robinson has to find a way to get into the paint, get on the line where he's obviously a great free throw shooter. And then, yeah, he's got to be there uh, spot up in the corner to hit those big threes, whether it's in transition, uh, whether it's just running the normal offense. But he's got to be consistent because he's another guy that's going to continue to see a lot of time, I would suspect, especially as a senior and with more experience than Isaiah Livers, who comes in for him. So I'm going to go with him for my second. And then third, I'm going to look at either Jordan Poole or Isaiah Livers, one of the, the freshmen who I think will continue to, to develop. I really like what I've seen from Jordan Poole. He's not afraid to take any shots. He's had a big dunk against uh, Detroit Mercy. He looks like a guy who could really be dynamic in the future. And it looks like John Beeline is really going with, uh, hey, I've got 11 guys that could play. I'm sure that will shrink a little bit and he'll focus more on the eight or nine, especially as the Big Ten season rolls on. But I look for one of the freshmen, whether Jordan Poole or Isaiah Livers, to really play a crucial sixth, seventh, maybe even an eighth man role, considering John Teske. So those are the three players I look at. And if I think if those three can consistently not only get better as the season goes on, but but help. I think it, with the offensive efficiency will will be much higher. Uh, anytime you can hit shots in a Michigan offense, you obviously have a good chance to beat almost anybody. And then I've been 100% impressed with the defense this year. I think the defense looks better than last year. It looks better earlier than last year. Uh, they've created havoc on a lot of opponents. And so if you're going to win Big Ten games, uh, it starts by eliminating uh, the, the points uh, the other team, and then obviously forcing them into mistakes, something that Michigan's done 
really good at so far this year. So Tyler, as we, as we plan to, to watch the bowl game and then obviously get excited about big 10 basketball, any last thoughts heading into the, uh, the new season? Here? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Duncan Robinson. I think that's just such an interesting case because he reminds me a lot of what was going on with Zach Irvin last year where people were cursing him when he wasn't an effective shooter but last year it was like, okay, who's going to go in for Irvin though? Like who's going to give you really good minutes? Uh, there wasn't a really good candidate this year. I think that's a little different. If Duncan Robinson can't get out of this slump, if he can't become a better defender and if he can't knock down shots, then I think you do have options like Isaiah livers, uh, Jordan Poole. Like those are guys who you could bring in and reasonably expect to do well, at least uh, in like a backup and, you know, wait for Duncan Robinson to, to find his groove again. So that'll be something to pay attention to going forward. Just, you know, how long is the leash on Robinson? And if the time does come for John Beeline to say, you know, we got to take a break with this, who, who gets the, who gets the minutes, like who gets to come in and benefit from that. So that's what I'll be paying attention to. Well, with that, we'll wrap up. And, and fans, I tell you what, if you want to wish us uh, happy holidays and tell us how awesome we are, please reach out to us. At Wolverine Sounds is the main handle. Follow Tyler at Ty underscore Fenwick. Follow me at Divine Identity. Hopefully we'll be bringing you some bowl game content before the New Year's Day Bowl, Michigan, South Carolina. Until then, that's all we have. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.